0: Hello everybody, Perrin Lovett here for another edition of the Prepper Post News on Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. Welcome back to the most popular Prepper News podcast in the world. Or at least parts of it, right? Uh, Hello and uh, thank you for listening to the podcast, Ever Gaining in Popularity. And of course, any of you watching the video, we have quite the uh, production here. I promised uh, uh after the demise of Buddy the Lizard I would try to find my uh little uh plastic lizard so uh this uh this is Buddy Jr. He's going to oversee things up here from his uh perch atop the uh Freedom Roasters coffee box. So um and please send in uh, your pictures and your reviews all positive of course. Uh, at the uh, Freedom Prepper Community, take a picture of yourself enjoying the coffee, and uh, let us hear from you. FreedomPrepperCommunity.com. And now, this is a story off the bat here that I've I talked about last week. I've been talking about it for a while, and uh, I, I forgot to uh, I forgot to get to it yesterday and Monday. Sorry. And we may be a little late here. This is about the uh, the trial of Derek Chauvin. In Minneapolis, and uh, you know the uh, arguments concluded Monday, and the uh, the jury was sequestered. Uh, I by the time you watch this Wednesday morning, uh, we may already know something. Uh, these folks, the judge advised them before they went home over uh, last weekend to uh, pack, pack for a uh, long duration, but hope for a short one. I've got a link to uh, an article in the Sun. Great pictures. Well, actually, they're not. They're very good pictures of a very sad phenomenon. Got 3,000 uh, National Guard troops on the uh, the streets of Minneapolis. Not as many as we have on the streets of D.C., you know, because of the uh, ongoing hoax. But uh, these folks are, uh, they're guarding, guarding the city. Razor wire up and down the, uh, the sidewalk. Orange cones, armored vehicles. Men with guns. It looks a lot like uh, occupied territory in a civil war. Businesses boarded up. People are scared. They know what's coming. It, it may have already uh, happened. The, uh, the looters on the left uh, moved against the home, the former home, of an expert who was called uh, in the case, who testified positively in favor of uh, former Officer Chauvin. They couldn't even find his right address, so they went to his old house and uh, sprayed blood all over the front door and apparently left a pig's head. Very, very nice of them, very typical. So get ready, because this won't be confined only to Minnesota. It could spread nationwide, just like it did last year, and uh, actually it's never let up. So, uh, you you enjoying your new normal? Um, A lot like a war, a lot like a war. Got some economic headlines here. I'll take these in reverse order, two stories. Uh, if you listen to the liars on the left, they'll tell you that things have never been better. We've had a, uh, a minor inconvenience with a pandemic and uh, the associated downturn because of the pandemic, not because of uh, uh, structural instability in the, uh, the entire economy. So things are going great, thanks to the Federal Reserve pumping out tens of trillions of dollars in fake money to the commercial banks so that they can run up the prices of stocks. That's the next story. Uh, So it's interesting that uh, with things going so well, we have a large homeless camp uh, right across the street from the Federal Reserve in Washington, District of Corruption. I wonder what uh, Jay Powell thinks every day when he... uh, uh, looks out the window and sees all these uh, uh, poor serfs who were uh, dispossessed and lost everything, and uh, have come to uh, who knows what will happen. Maybe he'll get the uh, uh, his security forces or his military to uh, run them off. But things are overvalued. CNBC had an alarm bell story. Um, what's his name? Einhorn, David Einhorn, hedge fund manager warned that things are just totally out of control. There's a complete disconnect between the uh, homeless in the streets, across the street from the Federal Reserve, and Wall Street. He uses a a great example that you've never heard of. There's a little deli in New Jersey, just a little little restaurant, one location, but it's a publicly traded corporation. They uh, they issued stock, and, uh, you know, a lot of small companies... Have stock, and the uh, the proprietors and their backers will own the stock. Well, this is publicly traded on the stock exchange, and this little business that does like thirty thousand dollars worth of business in a year, I guess that's their uh, their net income, has a market capitalization in excess of one hundred million dollars, which uh, is that's probably about the level of that's the order of magnitude of the uh, inflation because of all this funny money. Um, I don't even want to run the numbers on that. It's, uh, if you added up all the assets, even if this, Delhi is in the most desirable part of New Jersey, uh, you know, you couldn't come up with more than a million, maybe $2 million. So at least a 50, 50 times uh, overvaluation, probably a hundred times, probably could be a thousand times. I don't know what their debt situation look, looks like either. But nobody notices, nobody cares. They're going to, though, uh, because this, this game just it can't go on. You know, $63,000 bitcoins floating around, uh, competing with the dollar, competing with, with gold. Uh, nobody knows, knows what's going to happen with oil prices. And the stocks, the executive compensations, and all the other big ticket items that aren't even items, uh, just have no relation whatsoever to any, any kind of objective valuation. And sooner or later, um, you know, Gresham's Law is still in effect. The, the bad money has driven out the good. And uh, sanity will return, uh, probably in something that looks like a major depression, uh, which was already here, which is one of the reasons I still think that they pull the great hoax on us. But anyway, real things are happening. Uh, the, ca- the, the federal government may be issuing, as soon as this week, a, uh, a water shortage emergency declaration for the southwestern United States. California, New Mexico, Arizona. Uh, because the uh, you know, there's, there, it's, a, it's a desert. If you've ever been there, it's, it's very dry. There are a couple of rivers. They're dammed up. You've got Lake Mead. Uh, which is not only uh, power generation, but it's uh, water supply for uh, a lot of agriculture. And uh, you know, in the past, since, I guess what, that was 80, 90 years ago that they built uh, the Hoover Dam, uh, you've had massive growth in the population in places like you know San Diego and uh, Phoenix and Los Angeles. And we got to have water. You know, the rule of three. You know, air, it's... In abundance, water. Water is the next one. No water, no life. After just a few days, and the, uh, the you know there's not enough rain. They're gonna they're pulling the, this. Uh, it's a SF Gate uh, story. Uh, they're trying to weave in the climate change hoax. Climate out there has a lot to do with it, but the climate has basically been unchanged the entire time that you know Europeans have been in North America. It's a desert. There's very little water. And if you overtax the water supply, you run out with consequences. With consequences, you know you might have those people up in the, uh, uh, you know the hills, you know the hills north of Beverly Hills that might have to uh, drain their swimming pools. But some of them, some of them are already moving on. They're going to Texas. Dallas News reports that Matthew McConaughey, a popular actor from such films as that those, um, uh. Not, not as popular as this podcast, but uh, a very good actor. I, I, I like what his, what was he in? He was in A Time to Kill. That's the one I remember him from several years ago. Uh, he has moved to Texas, and uh, you know California is going to Texas uh, for many reasons, and he's going to run for governor. Uh, he's got the exploratory committee, and he's already polling uh, head and shoulders above uh, Governor Abbott. Uh, you've got Republicans and Democrats and everybody else that are ready to step in and play their role to help him play his next role. Always beware of the actors when they cross over to politics. Um, the only one that I can really think of that worked out well was the dark horse Jesse Ventura. Uh, just uh, came in, you know, lobbing grenades at everybody, won on the anger of the people, and did a pretty good job. Uh, and maybe Matthew will too. You're You're going to find out, Texas. Uh, You're going to find out about a lot of things. The reason he is so popular, you know, before he ever even puts his hat in the ring, is because the system is truly broken. And when a majority of people finally realize that things are well and done and completely broken, things are going to change. Uh, Not just with elections, uh, with, you know, what I've been talking about for six months now, some form of breakup. And I've got a list that ran at Lou Rockwell a week or so ago. I've been waiting for a chance to insert this. It's, they're calling these secessions. It's uh, you know upheavals beyond the normal political level since, uh, since 1776, just in the United States. Um, and I think there's like 113 of these. Uh, started when the 13 colonies seceded from Great Britain. Uh, there was a war involved in that. Uh, there could, there's always a chance that war will be involved. Uh, we had, uh, you know, and they they formed a government under the Articles of Confederation after the uh, the Revolutionary War. Eleven states seceded from that to form the federal republic that we, uh, you know, some of us grew up under. Um, and then you had you had you had, hold, you've had holdouts against holdouts. You had the uh, the birth of uh, uh, New Hampshire out of uh, I guess out of Massachusetts with competition from New York, you'll recall that some southern states broke away from the federal union. Uh, West Virginia broke away from one of those, and on and on and on it goes. 116 secessions, some of them peaceful, some of them not. And actually, these are many. No, these are not just American. Uh, they're delineated by uh, that would be a bit much. Um, you've, these are all over the world, as recently as Brexit. So uh, there's always precedent out there. Um, you know, if you wanted to pick one, you'd pick the, uh, the fall of the Soviet Union, mostly peaceful. Brexit, mostly peaceful. Czechoslovakia, mostly peaceful. Or, you know, you could go the way of uh, Rwanda or, uh, you know, Yugoslavia and have a big old messy war. Time will tell. Time will tell. And the more that time passes, the more we keep learning about the great hoax of 2020, the coronavirus, uh, SARS, COVID uh, 2019, the novel coronavirus, and associated mess. Uh, you know, I reported last week. Bill was talking about this at the community, uh, our great Canadian resource. The, uh, the The politicians, the rats in Ontario, have gone totally nuts. Um, with all the evidence coming out about how lockdowns just don't do anything and there's not really anything that you can do about anything because nothing is really happening, they've gone into the hardest lockdown ever. Probably the hardest lockdown outside of North Korea. And they've gone as far as uh, telling people they have to stay in the house, can't even sit on the porch, and the police are to roam the streets uh, demanding papers, asking questions, setting up roadblocks, and arresting people. If the common people, if the little serfs Venture out of the uh, the feudal fields, they are to be arrested. The good news is, i have got a story out of the uh, Microsoft News Bloomberg service. The cops are balking. the uh, The cops, it seems, uh, in Ontario, want a little bit of freedom, so they're refusing to uh, to go along with a lot of this these utterly insane draconian measures. That's good. Uh, bad news out of Brazil. Which won't be limited to Brazil. This is uh, when you when you read one of these big stories that makes the mainstream media, as this story out of Brazil did with the Daily Mail, know that it's it's part of the agenda that they want implemented worldwide. This is just the example we have, and they don't even try to hide the agenda anymore. They're telling women in Brazil, uh, because of the coronavirus pandemic, that they really need to put off having any more children. Uh, these are the same people that have been talking about cutting the population in half or by 90% for the past 40 years. They want depopulation, and that starts with just not having new people. So, um, you know, pregnant mothers, there's been, I haven't even seen a scare story about, uh, about pregnant mothers being more susceptible to the hoax. We know that children are virtually immune to it. Um, you know, if they find one child that had it and died, they, they trumpet that case because he's the only one. Absolutely. And in fact, in a time of lockdowns and nothing to do, wouldn't it make more sense to have a baby boom? And we haven't seen one and they don't want one. They want a collapse in the population and they're uh, working on everything they possibly can to bring that about, including using biological weapons against the people, chemical warfare in in what has morphed from a hoax into the largest war crime likely in human history. They've got these vaccines out that aren't vaccines. It's, it's gene therapy, chemical warfare. You're being experimented on without your full informed consent if you participate in this. And these, uh, these things are having an effect. Are they dangerous? Yeah. Yeah, they're dangerous. So dangerous that the presidents, the CEOs of these drug companies won't get them and laugh at the suggestion that they should. How dangerous are they? Well, if you run the numbers in the United States, they're more dangerous than firearms. We have our wonderful politicians uh, like fake President Joe Biden wants to ban guns. Uh, and yet we see clearly from the numbers that the coronavirus vaccines are deadlier per capita than uh, all gun-related uh, well, these, these, this is a comparison to murders. All gun homicides aren't as bad as the, uh, the jab. How so? Well, let's see here. And these are just reported numbers. Remember, we have massive underreporting and an obfuscation of the real numbers. But uh, reported in the first quarter of this year, 2021, we had 1,524 uh, deaths from the fake, not vaccine, chemical warfare agents. Um, Now that's out of 82 million people who have been vaccinated, that's about a quarter of the population. So you could extrapolate 1,500 across the population really means a death rate of about 6,000 out of some 325 million or so. Uh, The the number of people killed by guns in the first quarter, murdered with guns, is uh, 3,679. So... Uh, 6,000 is greater than 3,700. Um, it's uh, 63% more likely to be uh, killed by the fake vaccine than by being shot dead. And the number here is uh, 44 times greater than being shot dead by a police officer like Derek Chauvin. Um, just to put that in perspective, you know, if they actually cared about lives, one, they would stop all of the crazy wars and stop bombing people that didn't do anything. They would stop murdering children and they might want to do things like have some common sense fake vaccine control. Nobody wants to take your chemical warfare agents away from you. We just want common sense control. The founders, uh, back when they were seceding from Great Britain, Could have never. They were using leeches and razor blades at at the barber's shop for uh, medical needs. They could have not foreseen the rise in mRNA uh, technology. Only the uh, the politicians and the bankers and the people who make these uh, satanic drugs should be subjected to them. The people, you know, you need to turn in your vaccine if you have it, and uh, maybe if you don't, we just need to start locking up all these politicians and other scumbags. All right, take a break here, ask you once again to join the club. Come on over to freedompreppercommunity.com, spread the news about the podcast. I would say like the video on YouTube, but we have issues. Buddy Jr. is going to try to work on those. He'll be the friendly new face of the Freedom Prepper uh, Prepper News podcast. Join us wherever you can and help spread the message and send us some uh, happy pictures of your enjoyment of our coffee. Let's get right into the, uh, the feature of the day, uh, which is a reading, another reading assignment. It's uh, 89 pages, but a lot of it is, uh, you, know, uh, you know, blank space and pictures. Uh, it's, you know, 60, 70 pages, and it's interesting. It's, uh, it's all about planning and coping with the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, the good people <clears throat> at Johns Hopkins they're the folks that run the, uh, the international panic map, the red dots that just spread all over the world when they, they count any and everything as a coronavirus case. They, uh, they have done a very good job of summarizing exactly what's happened during the pandemic and, uh, you know, what we can expect afterwards. The only problem is that they did this four years ago, and they called it the SPARS Pandemic. 2025 to 28, a futuristic scenario for public health crisis communications. And they just go right into it. Let me just go through the the table of contents here. The outbreak begins when they want it to. They find a possible cure, a, a potential vaccine that doesn't look anything like a vaccine. Users beware, but if you talk about the need to beware and what it really does, I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll throw you off of, uh, off of social media because they've got the voice involved. Um, you know, they're going to keep changing things up as they go along. I'm reading from uh, the different chapters of this little uh, booklet. Um, they anticipate protest and backlash. You're going to have people that love the lockdowns and the mask and the, the fake vaccine. And you're going to have people who, uh, who like Buddy here, who just hate, hate all of it, and they are to be uh, deplatformed and silenced. Um, you know, we want everybody to go along with this well-developed, you know, agenda 201 uh, warfare scheme that they've unleashed, and they come up with a uh, with the recovery and the aftermath, and uh, chapter 19, the aftermath. They 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 had it all planned out. They may have been working with other hoaxers because they even anticipated having a fake Democrat president to have a fake war of words with the fake idiot uh, Republican rhinos uh, like Mitch McConnell and a few of the others who speak up. I'm not sure. I didn't see in here if they anticipated people like Marjorie Greene. Um, they obviously wanted to get rid of Donald Trump so he wouldn't be speaking out and ridiculing it. Um, so... Uh, this is just another, read this, read this. It's, yeah, it's actually, it's well illustrated, well put together. It's a great plan of action for dealing with this pandemic that we've been in for the past year. Written up three years before anybody had ever heard of it. And that's what they always do. They had the Patriot Act drafted long before any of the uh, agent provocateurs ever hijacked the first airplane. Um, you know, they, they plan out all of their wars and moves well in advance. This is no different. Um, and even after you, you know this and you prove this, they can rely on the fact that so many people are going to remain willfully ignorant to the facts. And that's what we're here for every day, just presenting stuff as it pops up. No, no fiction here, just facts. Glad you joined us. We'll be back tomorrow for another Thursday episode and, uh, before too long, I'll, maybe I can run a few of the, uh, the pictures, the happy coffee drinkers, so um, to make you jealous, to make you want to buy that freedomroasterscoffee.com. Uh, anyway, I'll see you soon. Have a great middle of the week.